everybody and welcome back to another episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. I'm your host David Wright and I'm back once again today to talk more about the Gold Cup. The United States played their second match of the tournament last night, beating Martinique by a score of 6-1. to one. So this now guarantees their passage into the knockout stage. They are guaranteed to finish at least in the top two of Group B and they will be entering their final group stage match on Sunday to play Canada to see who ends up winning the group. Berhalter rolled out a very different lineup from what he used in the first match against Haiti. We did see Busio start. We did see DK start with Hoppe and Roldan playing on the winger positions on either side of them, all like I had suspected that we might see. In addition to that, Eric Williamson and James Sands also got their starts. And also George Bello got a start. So one thing we were hoping to see out of this tournament, out of this match, was a strong case to be made for Daryl DK to be the United States' top choice striker. And DK did absolutely everything he could to make that case very emphatically last night. He had a brace, and for a while there, they had ruled that he had scored a hat trick. But that second goal was ultimately changed around to officially be an own goal. But DK looked very strong, scoring in a couple of different ways. His strong physical presence. He's a big guy and he's able to hold people off in the box and he has a deft touch and he has good off the ball movement and he just seems to be someone who elevates the play of everybody around him. And again, he has the ability to score in a variety of ways. He's a very exciting player and I don't think we have anybody else in our talent pool that can play the position quite the way he can right now. He is sure to continue to garner attention from the top clubs in the the world, and I don't expect him to continue to play for Orlando in MLS very much longer. Perhaps he finishes this season, but I do not expect to see him still in MLS next year. And I do think that he is the guy that we need with us in the World Cup qualifying matches. I think this is going to be bad news for Josh Sargent because Daryl DK has already shown that he is more of a threat, a goal-scoring threat in the box. So it was very exciting to see that. It was very exciting to see Busio playing, turning with the ball, getting upfield, going forward, being more decisive and more electric in the attack than Jackson Yule was in the Haiti match. So everything about last night was very, very positive. Now Martinique is not a strong side, so we can't read too much into this victory, but the United States did come out with, with a fairly experimental lineup and with a much younger lineup and took care of business. So now, we are technically in second place in the group. We have to look at the second tiebreaker because Canada and the United States both won their first two matches. They're both sitting on six points. They both have a goal differential of plus six. So you look at the second tiebreaker, which is total number of goals scored, and Canada has scored eight goals, winning both their matches by the score of four to one, where the United States has scored seven goals, beating Haiti 1-0 to zero, and then Martinique 6-1. to one. So this now sets up a clash with Canada on Sunday for first place in the group. This is quickly becoming a very interesting rivalry because of Canada's elevation in quality in recent years. They have several MLS players. These are names that are very familiar to MLS fans in particular. These are going to be players that know each other and respect each other on the field. And Canada has absolutely the quality to beat the United States, especially this 
Gold Cup squad that we have with us. So it's going to be interesting to see if Greg Berhalter goes back to the players that he used in the Haiti match now that they're fully rested, or if he's going to go this younger and what I, what looked to me to be a more effective group against Martinique. I don't know. But not only are the United States and Canada in this same Gold Cup group and are facing off on Sunday, they're also in the same World Cup qualifying group, which starts play in September. So we're going to see these same guys in just a little while in Nashville, September 5th, where we kick off our World Cup qualifying campaign. So the, this U.S.-Canada dynamic is something that's suddenly become very interesting interesting to watch. So this match will take place at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on FS1 on Sunday with Group A honors on the line. But now the United States has already guaranteed their advancement in the tournament. They will be playing in the quarterfinals. We don't know yet who that opponent will be. It, it depends on the results elsewhere in the tournament. But th- this was the bare minimum benchmark that we needed to achieve. We've done that. And like I said in the last show, I don't expect us to advance out of the quarterfinals. But if DK can continue to play as strong as he has, we have a chance against anybody. So when I say that, of course, I'm referencing Mexico, who are the, the clear favorites in the tournament. But this isn't necessarily something where they're just going to steamroll through everybody. The United States can have something to say about it. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. But regardless, if we win, lose, or draw against Canada, we do know that we are in the round of 16. So in this busy summer of soccer where we have a lot of international play going on, the Nations League was in June, and the women are playing in the Olympics, and we have this Gold Cup going on in July. There's a lot to talk about just with the national team programs. And so I've kind of drifted away from covering the Major League Soccer regular season. Make no mistake, that's still rolling forward. And as we come up soon, and at the end of August, we'll be having the All-Star Game. And I'll kind of check in with where we are in the regular season with the teams that were projected to be favorites and those that were projected to struggle and how those predictions have borne out. However, we do have other competitions that Major League Soccer clubs compete in. First of all, earlier this year, I covered the early rounds of the CONCACAF Champions League. We're now sitting at the semifinal stage, which will be played in August. I'll be covering that in due time. But there's another match happening between two Mexican clubs this weekend, happening on Sunday, that has direct implications for Major League Soccer and specifically the Columbus Crew. This match is the Campeón de Campeones, and it is basically the Super Bowl of the Mexican top division. So Liga MX is the name of the professional league in Mexico, and they are having what's basically their Super Bowl, their league championship, is being played this weekend in a game called the Campeón de Campeones. And this is a match that has direct implications for Major League Soccer and specifically the Columbus crew because the winner of the Campeón de Campeones will play Columbus in the Campeones Cup. Now, does that start to sound confusing? Do you wonder what all those things are? I am here to walk you through all these different competitions that both the United States and Major League Soccer clubs compete in. So let's talk about the Campeones Cup. The Liga MX season is divided into two smaller seasons. It starts with the Apertura, which opens the professional season in the fall. There's a winter break, and then they play the Clausura in the spring. So there's an Apertura champion and a Clausura champion, and the two of them meet in the Campeón de Campeones, the champion of champions, to determine who is the league champion for that year. So the 2021 season it starts in the fall and ends in the spring. There's a winter break in the middle, so you have the Apertura and the Clausura. And those two winners are playing each other this Sunday. Since 2015, 
The match has been played in the United States, and it's being played at the LA Galaxy's home stadium in California. And this is a match between the Apertura winners, which is Club Leon, and the Clausura winners, which is Cruz Azul. So these two are facing off on Sunday in the league title championship game. This is their Super Bowl. This is their MLS Cup. This determines who is the Liga MX champion for the 2021 season. And now, part of a growing partnership between Liga MX and MLS is the Campeones Cup, which started in 2018, which is a one-off match between the MLS champion and the Liga MX champion. So we played in 2018, Toronto lost to Cruz Azul. We played in 2019, where Atlanta beat Club America. 2020 saw the game canceled due to the pandemic. And now, coming up in September, we will have the Campeones Cup, which will see the current MLS champion, the Columbus Crew, take on either Club Leon or Cruz Azul, depending on who wins this weekend. So this match this weekend is not only to determine the Liga MX champion, but that winner will also go on to face the Columbus crew to see which league champion is the better team. This is all, again, a part of a growing partnership between the two leagues, and I have more to say about that coming up very soon because more and more of these competitions between MLS clubs and Liga MX clubs are coming up, and I will walk through each one of those and explain kind of why this is a partnership that's worth having. So there you go. That explains the Campeon de Campeones and the Campeones Cup. Now, before I go, I just want to say I attended the Nashville-Atlanta match in Nashville a week ago. And as I was sitting there, I overheard some Nashville fans behind me talking. And I heard one of them say to the other, can a soccer match end in a tie? Now, that seems like an obvious question that shouldn't need to be asked to someone who's a fan of the sport or follows it at all. But what it did for me is kind of underline the reason why I do this show. And that is, especially in this era of rapid expansion in Major League Soccer, we're getting a lot of new fans coming to the sport that want to check it out, that are excited that there's a new professional team in their city, and they're getting kind of caught up in that excitement and that energy, but they don't necessarily know very much about soccer or, or the intricacies of how the sport works or what all the rules are. And I want to help these people along, these people that are excited to learn more about soccer, or perhaps they, they've always kind of liked soccer, but they're kind of casual about it, or they're just, maybe they're fans of the sport, but not of the our domestic brand of it. And so what I want to do is I want this show to be something that will help new fans and help casual fans. And I want to keep every episode very brief. So if you just want to know just enough to stay in tune and keep up with what's going on, that's what this show's for. So I'm thinking of recent expansion cities like Nashville, Cincinnati, Austin. We have Charlotte and St. Louis joining soon. And there's, there's bound to be hardcore soccer fans that know a lot more than I do in all these places. But there's also going to be a percentage of people that are coming to these teams that are new to the sport, that need to learn more. Or maybe you you are a fan and you know soccer, but there's all these different competitions. You've never paid too close attention to everything the Major League Soccer is involved in when it comes to things like Open Cup and Champions League and Campeones Cup. And what does all this stuff mean? And how is it different from Gold Cup or Nations League? What's a League Cup versus as a nation's league and it, it all can sound confusing and it can be kind of hard to navigate if you're not familiar with it. So this is what this show is for. So please, if you're getting anything out of this, if this is valuable to you, uh, reach out to me, let me know, and also just share this with others. In the meantime, Major League Soccer regular season keeps rolling on. There's a national televised game on ESPN this Saturday between Atlanta and New England. And the course, the Gold Cup, keeps going full speed. And we're going to see group play wrap up here in the next few days. Also coming up next week, the U.S. women are kicking off their Olympic campaign with group play against Sweden, 
New Zealand, and Australia. And those matches take place on NBC Sports and the Peacock Network. And I will be reporting the results of those. And we'll see if the women can make their way to the medal game once again this year. So the summer of soccer rolls on and August is going to be just as busy as July. But tune in with me this weekend, watch some soccer, and I'll be back to talk to you next week about who the United States will be facing in the next round of the Gold Cup. And we'll see how the women do in the opening matches of their Olympic efforts. So that'll do it for this episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. I'm your host, David Wright. I'll talk to you next time.